Welcome back to Jurassic Park Minute. Jurassic Park Minute is the fan podcast that chronicles and overanalyzes the classic 1993 film Jurassic Park Minute by Minute. I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And today we're here to bring you Minute Number 7, a midweek episode. Brady, how are you doing today? Doing great. How about you? Doing pretty good. We are uh, back in the desert at the dig site uh, for Minute Number 7. Uh, we are So we're... We're out here where it's hot and sweaty, and uh, we're getting ready to bring you another episode of Jurassic Park Minute. I don't know. That all rhymed kind of, right? It did. It works. <laughs> okay. Let's go with it. Let's go with it. Hey, well, hey, you ready to go ahead and get into minute number seven? Yeah. Let's do it. In the previous minute, we saw Alan Grant and his dinosaur dig site. His team was learning about a new process of finding fossilized dinosaurs that would eliminate half of the excavation process. Grant was less than impressed by this new system. At minute number seven, the computer technician exclaims... In a few more years, we won't even have to dig anymore. Grant responds, well, where's the fun in that? At 7 minutes, 16 seconds, Grant confirms that the skeleton is indeed a velociraptor. At 7 minutes, 20 seconds, the computer glitches when Grant touches the screen. At 7 minutes, 30 seconds, Grant makes a signature observation that dinosaurs undoubtedly evolved into birds. His remark is met with laughter. At 7 minutes, 28 seconds, Grant turns to his team to lecture them on the possibility of a dinosaur-to-bird evolution. At 7 minutes, 50 seconds, Grant states that the word raptor means bird of prey. At 7 minutes, 54 seconds, a bratty child voices his opinion that his skeleton looks more like a 6-foot turkey. At 7 minutes, 58 seconds, Grant turns to scowl at the brat. And thus ends minute number 7 of Jurassic Park. There's something about this scene that's always bothered me, and it is when Dr. Grant goes to touch the tail on the raptor on the monitor that he's pointing at. The first time, he definitely makes contact with it, but the second time, he reaches up to touch the top of the machine, and before he touches it, the screen goes scrambled. This is before his hand even hits it, and it bothered me then, and it bothers me now that, you know, they've got somebody off camera that has to manipulate this thing to make sure it screws up whenever he touches it. The first time, they did it great. The second time, not so much. If you hold your hand close enough to, like, rabbit ears over a TV, it Kind of that's a good point that's a good point but for this one it's just kind of like you know, I don't know it's always bothered me it's stupid stuff like that it sticks out to me in a movie the fact that there's dinosaurs around and dinosaurs are extinct didn't bother me so much but the fact that he can't touch the monitor uh, at the right time really bothers me so uh, but Ellie does say that Dr. Grant is not machine compatible and that was a phrase that was used a lot back around in 1993 you know that people were not machine compatible you would hear that from people like you know I just don't do computers I'm not machine compatible that was probably around the time that computers were becoming like a common household thing it really was yeah, and this is like I think we got our first computer around maybe a couple of years after Jurassic yeah, was, Park came out. I think it I remember was asking, this year. It was like an IBM, or an something. IBM PS One, and I remember asking the guy, uh, "Does this have silicon graphics? Can it do silicon graphics with it?" And he was like, what? "Yeah." It's like I don't know, kid. I'm just here working at the uh, the place that sells computers. I don't know what silicon graphics is. What are silicon graphics? Uh, silicon graphics was the computer company that made the computers that were used to render the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. Really, silicon is a word, of course. It's it's a you know it was used a lot around then because silicon's made you know, part of computer chips and stuff like that. So silicon Graphics was one of the companies that made computers that were used in the development of, of the, the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. So, but to me as a fourteen year old, I thought silicon graphics meant yeah. a computer you can edit movies <laughs> on and stuff like that. Like I want to make my own dinosaurs. Is this a silicon graphics computer? No, kid, it's an IBM. Go get King's Quest Five on it. Okay, shut up. Hell yes, <laughs> yeah, that was a great one. It was an awesome one. Uh, so the scientific consensus that birds uh, are a group of theropod dinosaurs that evolved during the Mesozoic zoic area so we, we get a lot of the evolution talk in this one which is another one of the uh you know theories that had been around for a long time but was really pushed forward in this movie that dot birds uh were evolved where d- dinosaurs evolved into birds so but the first i think that was the first time i had ever heard about something like that was the first time for you as well yeah no it really was uh 
And it's one of those things that I can remember even at like eight years old, um, thinking this movie has entirely too much. Was it too much science too, in it for you? No, 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 not enough. Uh, there were there were too many like um, I don't want to say philosophical, but like it wasn't just dinosaurs chasing people. Yeah, which I think a lot of other people uh, would have just done that. They would have churned out the thing that they knew was going to make the most money, um, and not included. Uh, you know, ideas like this, a movie that takes the time to deliver ideas like this. And then, um, of course, as we're going to see the movie, the last thing we see in the movie is, uh, Grant looking out the window of the helicopter at the birds at his idea, his philosophy that he's introduced to the world and to his trade. Uh, the fact that dinosaurs evolved into birds and, um, because the prevailing theory from that time was that dinosaurs evolved into smaller reptiles, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, alligators, uh, you know, like lizards, geckos, things like that. I Standing think was, upright with their tails dragging on the ground, things like that. Yeah, because all depictions of dinosaurs we had at that point where they were scaly, giant lizards. So uh, it's up until that point, that's what we thought they would evolve into. So somebody comes along and is like, no, it has more in common with like a, how, you know, a, a barnyard chicken or something like that. It sounded crazy talk, but then this movie really put forward... Uh, they they modeled the way the dinosaurs moved after birds. And when you see it on screen, it makes total sense to think like, okay, the way that a raptor moves uh, in this movie being a lot like the way a chicken or a duck would move, for some reason it makes sense in this movie, you know? So, uh, But uh, there, a close relationship between birds and dinosaurs was first proposed in the 19th century after the discovery of a primitive bird, Archipetrix, in Germany. Birds share many unique skeletal features with dinosaurs. Moreover, fossils of more than 20 species of dinosaur have been collected with preserved feathers. So that's a lot. 20 species of dinosaurs with feathers preserved. Mm. There are even very small dinosaurs such as a Microraptor and an Anacarnus which have long veined arms and legs with feather-forming wings. Uh, the Jurassic basal avian Pedidonia also shows these long foot feathers. Whitmer in 2009 concluded that this evidence is sufficient enough to demonstrate that avian evolution went through a four-winged stage. So, it's easy to look at the evidence conveyed by this movie and <laughs> conveyed by scientists that are much smarter than us and say, yeah, birds are evolved from dinosaurs. Right. Um, I know a lot of people probably would have had a problem if they... I don't know why, man, but some people probably would have had a, a problem with uh, our dinosaurs in this movie running around with feathers on. And I guess it's it would look it looks a little a, silly, I a think. A little yeah. less in a little less threatening, maybe. But um, well, in this movie too, and you know, it's stated in Jurassic World, and I think it's one of the things that I really like about the movie that these aren't dinosaurs; mm-hmm. they yeah. are mutants, uh, which are crossed with like frogs that gives them the ability to breathe. So the idea that like they don't have dinosaur, they don't have feathers on them because they are part frog or part lizard, and they had their genes spliced. I, I can agree. And I can get along with that. I think the the engineers of these dinosaurs would have intentionally engineered them to have scales instead of feathers because that's what people think is cooler. People expect a giant lizard chasing after them instead of a giant bird. Possibly. And so yeah. I think that's um, part of why Dr. Wu might have uh, gone that direction, it, you know, if he even had the, the idea to do they that. They give themselves this great writing out, which is that this stuff has been manipulated by scientists so much that they don't have to explain, well, why don't the, bird, why don't the dinosaurs have feathers on them? Well, yeah. it's because, you know, we decided that they didn't look cool with feathers, so we took the feathers out. Yeah. Right. They, they can get away with that if they want to. So, well, that's all I've got for minute number seven. You got anything else? Yes, I do. Oh, yeah. Let uh, me hear so it. So the computer technician is... Uh, uh, a actor named Christopher John Fields who pops up here and there and things. Uh, you see him in a lot of David Fincher stuff. He had a small part in the game and a small part in uh, Fight Club. It was kind of funny in that. And, um, Love the game. Right here at the end of the minute, we got everybody's favorite little bratty child. <laughs> that doesn't look very scary. 
Um, Man, does he play he, that part yeah, well. Yeah, he doesn't have a name. I don't think the character has a name, but he's played by a guy named Whit Hertford. Yeah, Whit Hertford. Yeah, I've uh, seen him in the... He was in a yeah. lot of other stuff around the time as well, and wasn't he? Let me tell you, man, he plays... A bratty kid, perfectly. The hell um, is he doing there? Yeah, what, what, shouldn't he be in school? Uh, yeah, like maybe this was a summer thing. Or I'm something. guessing he, so. Maybe he interned with his parents. parents. Yeah, yeah. He's such a little brat. I never, I, I've never known anyone who was enough of a sociopath as a child to go up and say something like that to yeah. a scientist. So, man, that uh, Whit Hertford turned in a hell of a performance. Yeah, he to really this did. Day, I'm like, Ugh, so he. Yeah, the anger seeing that kid on I know, screen. Yeah, to he, this he day. Whit, Whit did a fantastic job with that. I think so. I have something wrong with me. <laughs> All right, we got anything else this minute? That's it for me. Uh, that's it for me as well. Folks, thank you so much for joining us today for Jurassic Park Minute. Come back tomorrow for our Thursday episode. We will have minute number eight for you. So I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And until next time, hold on to your butts. Jurassic Park Minute is a fan-supported podcast. If you like the podcast, then leave us a review on iTunes. You can contact us at JurassicParkMinute at gmail.com. And visit us online at JurassicParkMinute.com, Facebook.com slash JurassicParkMinute, and Twitter.com slash JurassicMinute.